Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. We've been talking about virtue and vice the last couple of uh, lectures, and tonight we're going to be continuing that series on with the next and final type of the see-it-through, chart-the-course types. Uh, tonight's type is the SAGE, the INFJ. Last night we did the INTJ, and virtue and vice in terms of the INTJ I mean, we'd say it was trust and paranoia. And yes, INFJs do share in trust and paranoia, but it's not a primary virtue and vice. INFJs have a different virtue and vice uh, for them. So let's kind of dive into that. I'm not sure if this lecture will be just as long as the INTJ, but I'll give it my best because the INFJ uh, virtue and vice is the number one requested video that I have right now. So. I'm going to do my best for you guys here, so even though it's like super dark out, past dusk, etc. So, yeah, if you can't see it, it's fine, but at least you can hear me, right? So, and hopefully this stabilizer thing works, I'm trying to uh, get rid of some of the shake when I'm walking around outside and whatnot, or at least when I film while I go hiking. So, anyway, virtue and vice. So, a uh, little bit of background, actually. I want to go give a little bit of background about where this uh, virtue and vice came from. So, when I was learning under my mentor, Robert D. Bryant, and uh, the mentor after him, R.P. Moriel, I, uh, we had uh, discussed virtue and vice at length a few times. Uh, to be honest, I owe all the credit for the idea to uh, Mr. Bryant. He came up with the original blueprint for the idea of virtue and vice, and he taught it to me and what he believed some of the initial types were. But honestly, it didn't really become refined without more life experience and also going to my second mentor, R.P. Moriel, who was an INFJ, and he fleshed out the theory a little bit more for me uh, from there, especially after speaking to him about Mr. Bryant's point of view. So. I was able to take the theory beyond both of them and develop it further. But this one, I have to say, this virtue and vice for the sake of, uh, you know, just INFJs in general, really comes from Mr. Moriel. And this is coming from an actual INFJ who's not mistyped, who's not an INFP mistyped, which is kind of interesting. A lot of the people complaining about about my INFJ video are actually mistyped INFPs thinking that they're J's. Which, if you think about it, is actually technically true. Why is that? Because the INFP type has FI hero, which is a decision-making, uh, judging, uh, cognitive function, right? So it makes sense that INFPs would feel like they're actually J types, when in reality they're not. Whereas and I, well, I mean, they are in socionics, let's be honest. But outside of socionics, if you go into MBTI, right, you're trying to stay true to MBTI, well, it, it's a little bit more complicated because in MBTI, you have a perceiving hero, introvert intuition for INFJs, yet they're considered a J type, right? 
where does the J type actually come from in terms of MBTI? It really comes from whether or not you have an extroverted judging function as in the top two slots of your ego, basically, in the top two slots of your cognitive functions, then you're a J type or whatever, right? Well, not exactly the most accurate thing in the world. You know, we, we try, I mean, we try to, um, we try our best to be as accurate as possible with that, but that's not always the case, right? It's just not always the case. In Socionics, like an INFP is actually in the MBTI's version of an INFJ, right? So it gets a little confusing and I can, and I understand. I understand why INFPs often mistype themselves as INFJ. It's this phenomenon. They see themselves as, as uh, decision makers, right? And so they, because they feel that they're more judgmental or uh, not really judgmental, they're more prone to making judgments and making decisions, they feel that they should be considered INFJs. And that's why when they take the test, they end up getting INFJ instead of INFP, which is funny, you know, because INFPs are actually sensitive to criticism. Oh, you can't think that about me. That's crap. You know, you don't even know what you're talking about, you know, and what cite your sources, what is your reference material, you know, okay, yeah, sure, I get it. But seriously, INFPs uh, realize that you may be mistyping yourselves as an INFJ. And based on that, I recommend you watch the INFP video and the INFJ video at the same time, right? So you could tell the difference, right? Kind of make, it'll help you make a distinction. And that's important when we're considering virtue and vice for the INFJ. And I will get to the INFP eventually. It's actually going to be the final uh, lecture in this series that I'll be doing. But let's but let's actually talk about that. So, what is the virtue and vice? My INFJ mentor uh, taught me it because it came from a concept that uh, he enlightened me on one day, and that concept was the concept of the mirror, right? The mirror. And INFJs have this thing where. They're like mirrors, right? They mirror people's behavior that is around them. You know, they allow other people around them to kind of set the tone or set the behavior, the social tone, the social behavior, the social construct, the social boundaries, right? The social walls, right? For which they can operate in. It's kind of like INFJs, they need freedom to operate in, but they also kind of like to have a box or boundaries or walls around them built so they know where their limitations are. That way they can always feel good because if there are no limitations, they feel like they're at risk. They're at risk of you know, doing the wrong thing, right? If you give them full freedom, then all of a sudden, if they make a decision, well, it's like, and then they, you don't like it, then all of a sudden it's like, well, you never told me that, right? You never told me if that was the case. You, you know, you didn't say that that would be a problem. You know, how, would, how am I supposed to know the difference? The INFJ would say, right? So that, that makes sense. That, that makes perfect sense. And this is why when I'm in a relationship with an INFJ or they're my friends, I set boundaries with them just so that they understand where those boundaries are and then they don't cross them. And because they don't cross those boundaries, we can have a really good relationship, right? Of course, I understand that there's the boundary of loyalty and their need for loyalty, and I also need to give them their day in court, especially their TI child, and actually listen to them. That's important too. And of course, I do that when I'm in a relationship with them, especially an intimate relationship with them. But 
it all comes down to boundaries. Well, that's the thing about mirrors. You know, sometimes like uh, if someone's behaving badly, the INFJ gets the idea that, okay, well, if you're behaving badly, I have license to behave badly now, you know, and kind of give you the same behavior that you're giving me back, right? It's the INFJ is like literally that type of person that, you know, I mean, if you're being a horrible person, they will be, they'll, they will start to believe it's okay for them to be a horrible person right back at you. You know, it's because they like to see themselves as the ultimate reactive force that that person that is going to be reacting to you and your behavior. Right. I mean, that's just kind of how they see it. There's really not much you could do about that. So why is this? Well, it's the mirror effect. Uh, R.P. Morial taught me about the mirror effect and how extroverted sensing inferior in conjunction with F.E. parent really creates this mirror effect. And the mirror basically is, is that INFJs mirror the behavior of other people that they are around. And well, why is that? Well, it's because they want to be, they really want to be accepted by those people around them. And if they can't lead the social order in that particular situation, if you can't beat them, I may as well join them, right? And that's where that comes from. That's where that ends up becoming a thing, right? Or a risk for INFJs. They're all about mirroring behavior. And if you're in a relationship with an INFJ and uh, they're being horrible to you, maybe you should check yourself first, right? Check to make sure that you're not the one who's being horrible first in their eyes. Like literally go up to them and ask them for criticism. I'm sorry, but they have TI Child because they're really good thinkers. INFJs, they are they have no issue criticizing anybody. They have no issue. Like especially if asked. Like if you go up to an INFJ be like, "Criticize me. Tell me what you think of me. Is there something wrong?" you know, etc. They will tell you. And they'll be blunt sometimes, you know. Of course, they'll try to let you down easy, but then that bluntness, that TI innocent child will just come out and logic you to death, right? And there's not much you can do about that. You just have to take it as it comes. You have to you have to accept it. It's important that you accept that about them. Because the TI child needs his day in court. Always give the TI child his day in court. So the mirror effect. They mirror other people's behavior. And this mirror is actually the cause or the foundation between the axis of their virtue and their vice, right? That's why it's important. So let's talk about that. The virtue of the INFJ is integrity, and the vice is corruption. So, integrity versus corruption. I gotta be honest with you, out of all the types, there is no type that uh, represents integrity like an INFJ. Uh, for example, uh, when I was 10, when I was 10 years old, I had a friend from church. He was an INFJ. Uh, he was an adult. He was actually uh, one of my dad's really good friends. Uh, very awesome man. And we were playing this old game on uh, a bulletin board, a BBS back in the day. I connected to it with World Group Manager on Windows 95. You know what I mean? And we are playing this game, this text-based mud called uh, Trade Wars 2002. And... It's a spaceship game, basically. It's just like EVE Online. It's just like uh, Star Citizen. You know, all of those games from this genre came from Trade Wars 2002, right? Well, 
we played this game, and my friend, his name is Lawrence, may he rest in peace, uh, he, um, he was part of a corporation, which are basically like guilds, right? Part of a corporation in the game. And the CEO of the corporation, well, he was a systems operator for the Trade Wars game. He actually had the ability to run something called T-Edit and give himself all the weapons and all the money in the game, right? Well, one day, my friend, Lawrence, caught him doing this. Caught him uh, giving himself extra resources unfairly in the game, right? And he immediately quit the corporation he immediately went, went public about it and said, this is crap. I'm not going to allow this to happen. This is literally cheating. You're destroying the game. You know, uh, this is unfair to everybody else. You know, it's uh, it's definitely not something he would have been okay with, right? Well, he wasn't, so he quit. And the rest of the players in the game appreciate it because we had no idea of this kind of abuse, right? That's what's so awesome about high NFJ integrity is that T.I. Child has a way of exposing lies. It has a way of exposing abuse. It's fantastic. Why? Well, because they lead the way with their integrity. They really wear their integrity on their sleeve. Uh, it goes down to their FI critic. I get that I've taught that, you know, okay, yeah, if I critic that super high moral standard can alienate people, but that super high moral standard that INFJs have can lead to the greatest integrity this world has ever seen to the point where it is life-changing, absolutely life-changing, where they can lead by example with their integrity and entire movements start, right? Gandhi is a perfect example of how virtuous the INFJ can get because his integrity was unmatched. Same thing goes with Jesus Christ, another INFJ, where his integrity was unmatched and he started a movement that is still alive to this day, right? So that's how powerful INFJ integrity can be. It is incredible what they can accomplish, what they can go through for the sake of doing the right thing, for the sake of representing the good and being the avatar of the good, right? Because they want to become the ideal, right? Because they're idealists. And if they are not true to themselves with their TI child, if they're not true to their own moral standards for themselves, even at sometimes the risk where it alienates people, right? Well, then the whole world around them will come crashing down. Uh, for example, I had another example of a INFJ, a very close INFJ friend today actually came to me about some concerns about GDPR and how they, uh, how she was just not interested in uh, running certain IT systems anymore because she was concerned it was violating the upcoming law for GDPR and she wasn't going to do it anymore. And so, you know what she did? She quit because she thought that the system that was in place at this organization was going to be violating people's privacy, right? Again, they're willing to go that far. They're willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good because of their integrity, because they can't live with themselves without this, you know, without being this display of integrity, right? So, but it would be nice if they're always so integral, right? And then comes their vice, corruption. So where does the vice of corruption actually come from? 
how how does it actually manifest? It's actually very simple. It comes down to uh, loneliness. Loneliness is the fastest way to get the INFJ to engage corruption. When INFJs get lonely, and when they're alone and they're not around, they end up trying to have relationships with, uh, well, let's say less savory folk or people of lower quality, we'll say. And why is this? Well, it's because, like, for example, some INFJs don't really have any choice. Let's say they move to a really rural area or they're in a city or it doesn't matter where they are, but they're just not really able to be around quality people for whatever reason. Um, I knew an INFJ that grew up on the street. I knew another INFJ that, uh, that was spent couch surfing for the time that they were 10 years old to the time that they were 24, right? That's all they ever knew for 14 years. And that's how rough it can get out there. And, uh, if that's all they ever know and the people that they've been around are so low quality, right? It corrupts them. Why is that? Well, remember, INFJs are mirrors. If you put a mirror around low quality people, that mirror is going to reflect low quality because they are mirrors. SE inferior absorbs the experience and the environment around them. FE parent absorbs the social rules, the social constructs of the people around them, and they become the people around them to the point where they're willing to do drugs all of a sudden, to the point where they're willing to have illicit sex all of a sudden, to the point where they're willing to just be as to, to lack integrity entirely. That's the problem. That is the problem. Where they're willing to give up their integrity. Either because their integrity isn't fully formed, because they haven't been able to mirror the right people, have the right mentors, have the right role models, right? I'll be honest, my mentor, R.P. Morial, he didn't exactly have the best kind of mentors. He didn't exactly have the best kind of role models. So he had to figure it out all on his own, right? And because of that, he developed what I call overactive TI child, where he, he ends up alienating people because they're not reaching his high moral standard or because his TI child just absolutely has to be right all the time, no matter what. And he comes off as this arrogant prick. But that's not really his intention. His intention is just to tell the truth. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. I love him dearly. Although, to be honest, you know, our relationships have taken a turn for the worse in the past, and I'll admit it, and I regret that, but, you know, there's not much I can do about that other than just be like, yeah, you know, he was my friend, he was my mentor, I love him, and I appreciate him. I have no desire to ever betray him and never take credit for his work. He's a good man. So, situations like that integrity is important but seriously if an INFJ gets into a group of bad people they will become just like the bad people they will seriously become just like the bad people and there's not very much they can do other than get out of the way get away from the bad people and they will no longer have that problem right that's what it means. That's what it's all about, is getting away from those people. That's when the rubber meets the road.
virtue and vice, integrity versus corruption. There was another example I was going to say. What was it? When INFJs, uh, you know, they, they could start out not having those role models, and yes, that can hurt their integrity. Or there could be INFJs who have all the integrity in the world, but then end up in situations where they're completely lacking, uh, completely lacking in, uh, in support over time. And then they end up seeking out relationships with lower quality people because those are the people available to them. And then they start mirroring them and then they become corrupted. And you know that mirror, something that's really interesting about that mirror, this is something, a, a term that's very important. I would like to make this distinction right now. There is an old saying called damaged goods, right? Let me tell you something about the INFJ mirror. That INFJ mirror, when it is corrupted by being around and mirroring low quality, corrupted people, that mirror starts to corrupt and it starts to get cracks in it. And it takes a long time to repair that mirror so that even when the INFJ has left those people and those people are door slammed and no longer in their life, the INFJ will carry on that corruption for a long time until they get healing. And that healing takes a lot. They need to be around people who are good, people who have high moral fiber, people who are ethical, people who actually care about them and care about their fellow man, people that long for the idealism that the INFJ re represents, right? Then the INFJ can get healing and slowly over time that, that mirror of theirs, that mirror, the cracks will start to heal. They will start to be fixed. And then they can go back to being the most integral person and have the highest integrity of anyone else in our species. The miracle of the INFJ. It's why this integrity is why they are the tip of the spear, which I know triggers some people when I say that, but I don't care. Because... INFJs are the drivers of social change. INFPs may provide the vision, same thing with ENFPs, the vision behind social change, but it's the NFJs that implement it. It's the NFJs that drive it. And it's because of the virtue of the INFJ integrity, that is why it is possible. Do not forget this. So if you're in a relationship with an INFJ, how do you keep them in their virtue of integrity? Well, it's pretty easy. It's called being integral yourself. Have integrity yourself. Do what you say. Mean what you say. And be consistent. If you are consistent in your behavior, the SE inferior or SE aspirational, depending on what stage the inferior functions in, for the INFJ will lock onto you and it will borrow your self-discipline. And they will mirror your behavior. They will use you as a bl blueprint, basically. If you want to inspire them to have the highest integrity possible, you need to have a high moral standard. You need to have integrity yourself. You need to be a role model and a mentor in that way and lead by example. And the INFJ will take up your example like a flag and they will go over every mountain and conquer every hill, every mountain, every obstacle in life, every mulberry tree and rip out the bitter roots of life that lead to bad behavior and they will have integrity and they will take that integrity in the same way that their mirror can get broken and corrupted over time, that mirror can be reinforced 
with integrity and they could take it for a long time and have those personal standards and really drive the social change that we all long for. Such is the way of integrity versus corruption. INFJs, if you recognize that you're in a situation where you may believe that you're corrupted and you're lacking integrity, there is a way, there is a way to solve that problem. And let me tell you how to do it right now. Get the losers out of your life. Seriously, have self-respect. If these people do not have self-respect, you're not going to have self-respect. So instead, have self-respect. Get these people out of your life so that you too can have self-respect. Move on from them. If they're not good to themselves, they're definitely not going to be good to you. Remember the concept of what Jesus and INFJ said? Love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot love anyone unless you love yourself first. You can't love yourself unless you're being responsible and taking care of your own needs or you have personal standards, which is the standard that you hold yourself to so that you can take care of your own needs. Or if you have personal boundaries, right? The standards that you hold other people to, that's personal boundaries so that you don't allow any other human being to get in the way of you meeting your own needs. One of your needs is to have the highest integrity you, a human being could possibly have. That's your virtue. And then after that, you could develop personal goals. And then all of a sudden, you know yourself. Remember, know thyself. That's what that means, INFJs. Get the losers out of your life. Move on from these people. If you're in a bad, abusive relationship, move on. I know it's scary. I know it's lonely out there. But you have to let these abusive, parasitic people out of your life. You have to move on. I get that your number one export is to make people better, but some people can't be saved because they are choosing not to be saved. How many people on the street? I used to be homeless. How many people on the street are choosing to be on the street, willfully choosing, instead of taking responsibility meeting their own needs, right? And you're wasting your life with these people. Stop doing it. Move on. If you do not want to be corrupted, you have to have self-respect. You have to move on. You have to get these people out of your life. Get the losers out of your life and you will be successful. Surround yourself with people who are intelligent, people who are rational, people who are moral, people who give you the freedom to do whatever you want, people who are so comforted because you are around them. I know I'm comforted when INFJs are around me. I really appreciate INFJs. I love them. The world is not complete without you, but the world is never going to become complete if you're wasting your time on low quality people and allowing these people to corrupt you instead of leading social change with your integrity. Please, remember who you are. Remember why you're here. The world's not going to change without you. You need to have the integrity no one else is going to do it. It's all on you guys. That social change is waiting. The Gandhis, the, uh, the Yeshuas of life, of our race. It's all about integrity. So shy away from the corruption. For all of our sakes. If you found this lecture useful, 
helpful, educational, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube or on our podcast or both. Leave a like as well. That'd be dope. If you have any questions about INFJs or their virtue advice, please leave it in the comment section and I will do my best to answer the comment. I read every comment that I get. It takes me sometimes two hours a day to go through, but I will get to them eventually. Thank you all for your patience. My next video is going to be on the ISFJ for Virtue and Vice. And after the Virtue and Vice uh, series that we're doing right now, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to start getting into uh, compatibility of the types. And also, I will be doing more type comparison videos. I haven't forgot about you guys who have been asking for it. I will get that to you very soon. Thank you for your patience. I only have over 400 more videos to go, right? <laughs> and the list keeps growing every day. So, with all that, sounds good. I'll see you guys tonight.